Hi, Charles here from Nerve of the Phone Podcast, and you are listening to Tokyo Munchies Podcast, hosted by Kyle, here on the IndieBlastNetwork.com and on Anchor.fm. Stay tuned and get yourself some Tokyo Munchies! Yeah, hey guys, and welcome back to the Tokyo Munchies podcast. This is the full edition podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed that mini stop podcast last week talking about Onjuku. That was a beautiful, beautiful spot, and that was really, really cool.、Um, I went and did some work, as I mentioned, with my boss, and、um, it was fun. We had one, day off,、uh, one morning off where we just went to the beach. He went kite surfing. I busted out the metal detector, the Fisher 2020, the Fisher 22. And scoured the beach looking for treasure. Didn't find anything, but that's all good. It's just a nice place. So, if you're ever in Japan, you're in one of the major cities close by, definitely go to Onjuku and check out that if you want to just chill out for the day on the beach, have a swim, and just relax. Definitely a cool place to go. So, on to the Tokyo Munchies podcast.、Um, <clears throat> as we mentioned in the podcast earlier, the, due to flight restrictions and、uh, the carry on, Uh, Japan Post has severely limited all shipping to, I think, 153 countries. So, we're unable to ship Japanese candy, snacks, and chocolate to you beautiful people around the world, but we can still talk about it. God damn it, we can still have a good chat about Japanese candy. We'll come to that later, but we're going to go into some of the fun stuff we always talk about here. We're going to go straight into the Tokyo weather. So, today is 1 48 p.m. here in the Tokyo, here in the Japan. Um, the weather is, oh, it's a Wednesday too, by the way. And the weather, what we're looking at, it is cloudy. And it definitely is. I was outside in my garden before, and it was cloudy. And <clears throat> definitely cloudy. And it's a slightly cool day today too, at 16 degrees Celsius.、Um, for you lads over there in the US of the A, it is 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Go back to the Celsius. So, 16 degrees Celsius.、Uh, we've got precipitation at 40%. In、the last couple of days, actually, here in Japan, it's been a bit rainy, a bit miserable. It's not too bad rain. Like,、um, three days ago, it rained in the morning pretty heavy and then stopped, and the rest of the day was beautiful, really warm. Two days ago, it was a beautiful day all day, and then we got a little bit of rain at nighttime around six ish. And today, it's the same thing. It just rained in the morning, and now it's stopped. But they're still predicting、uh, precipitation, like nice word for rain, at 40%. Humidity is at 65%, and it is not windy at all. There is zero wind. It's still. It's so still out there. I don't know. It's just still. It's very still. There's no wind. So that's the Tokyo weather. There's nothing really more to say about that.、Um, more rain is predicted next Monday. Thursday, Friday is looking pretty good. Saturday is cloudy. Sunday is cloudy. Yep. But yeah, it's starting, we're starting to creep into the summer weather now. It's looking nice. So, next Monday on that rainy day, it's going to be up to 27, which is good. I like it. I like it hot. We like it hot. So, that's the Tokyo weather for today. We'll go into the Japan news. Here we go.、Um, everybody can read the news all around the world from your own country or from another country if you're interested. I always check out the japannews.com because they always seem to have some pretty good stuff going on here. 
and we always go for the top one two and three on the page but i'm not going to do that because you know what it's all about and we don't really want to talk about that because we want to keep it positive on this channel we're going to talk about fun stuff here so um i'm just going to scroll down and see if we can find something fun something fun uh yeah that's not fun that's not fun that's not fun that's not fun um there should be something interesting here um okay here's one spend time having conversations with children about future dreams we'll call this japan news number one the tuesday marked the 72nd children's day since tango no seke or the traditional boys festival on may the 5th was established as a national holiday um it's hoped to make it uh it is hoped it is made into a day to wish for the health and good luck of boys so yeah i've got a son he's uh five years old oh, that's pretty nice may the 5th five years old and um yeah so on may the 5th it is uh children's day and they fly these really cool carp these koi fish uh kites on like people put them on sticks outside their house and there's different colored like koi like carp fish streamers like kites and just to mark uh, the children's day for boys and it's nice it's it's nice it's nice to i always go out into the garden and hang up the hang up the koi the carp streamers in the garden and my son always enjoys it it's good value so that's a nice one um we'll keep going japan news number two re rehabilitated red crowned cranes make an appearance in hokkaido Ooh, it's a bit of a mouthful on that one. Rehabilitated red crown cranes make an appearance in Hokkaido. Ha. Okay, there's a nice picture of a crane there, and he seems to have a cast on his leg. So in Hokkaido, so Kushiro Hokkaido, the Kushiro Zoo, endeavoring to protect injured red crowned cranes, has begun an exhibition of the special national treasures fitted with artificial legs. Oh, I thought it was a cast, but no. Okay, so um, this crane is looking pretty ganky. He's like looking around going, hey, what's going on here? What is that on my leg? Oh, it's a new leg. So yeah, this is a nice zoo, the Kushiro Zoo. I'm pretty sure I went there when I went to Hokkaido. <clears throat> They're um, rehabilitating the red crown cranes with artificial legs. So if a uh, poor crane's lost his leg due to an incident with a cat or something of that nature, um, yeah, this zoo's going, we'll help you out, mate. We'll whack an artificial leg on you, and you'll be all good. We'll give you some rehabilitation, and you'll be on your way. Back to fishing, and um, carry on like a pork chop. So that's uh, Japan News number two, and let's find something even more fun. Um, uh, and, yeah, um, that's pretty much Japan News on the... Uh, let's see, we've got to find a number three. Um, yes, 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 no, 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 um, uh, yeah, well, that's, I don't want to leave this just hanging on Japan News number one and number two, because it's always number three, so I'll go into features and see what, see if there's some features, anything here, uh, hmm, yes, okay, well, that one, that'll do. So in the features on japannews.com, finding the otherworldly peace. So if seen in the night in the right light during the ebbing tide, Okoshiki Beach in Uto, Kumamoto Prefecture looks like it's covered in a sh in shiny crescent moons. These rigid marks in the sand called salmon in salmon in oh no. 
something what oh that's really pretty wow man yeah the beach is like covered in crescent moons like shiny crescent moons that's really nice um situated blah, 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 called Samo, Samon in Japanese are the pride of the city situated on the Ariake Ari Sea and are best seen from a spot on a nearby hill, the coast of the Oto Peninsula. Um, yeah, well, that's pretty nice. There's these shells that glow like moons in the nighttime. That's pretty cool. And um, yeah, so that's another cool place. If you're ever in Japan, go to Okoshiki Beach in Uto. Kumamoto Prefecture and check out the shiny crescent moons on the beach. So that's pretty much the Japan news. I'm sorry, the Tokyo weather, the Japan news. And we're going to go for a commercial break here. We're going to go for a promo and we'll be back after that. So hang on to your hats and we'll be back shortly. There are 24 hours in a day. One third of the day is spent in bed. And why not be in the most comfortable you can get? Layla mattresses are more than just a foam mattress. They are copper-infused and flippable. That's right, flippable. If you like a harder mattress, use one side. If you like a softer mattress, flip it over and voila. And the great thing about Layla is getting to try it out for 120 nights. That's right, four months. And if you decide that you don't like the mattress, Layla will pick up the cost of shipping it back and give you a full refund. Layla also offers bamboo sheets, weighted blankets, and memory foam pillows. And if you act soon, you can take advantage of their spring sale. $150 off a mattress and two free pillows. That's a $300 value. Plus, they are offering $30 to $50 off accessories. If you would like to take advantage of this great deal, simply follow the link in the show notes to let them know we sent you and to help support the show. Layla Sleep, thoughtfully designed for the most cool, clean, comfortable sleep imaginable. And that was Nate at Indie Blast Network. And Nate is a legend. He's like, I mentioned him a few times in our podcast in the past. And he put together this Indie Blast Network, which brings together, brings together all us podcasters in one group all together on one page. <clears throat> Pardon me. So it's easy for you to find like some really cool podcasts all together in one spot. Um, there's Al Cooley. He rates and reviews vinyl each week. Who else we got on there? He's pretty cool. He's good to listen to. We're on there, obviously. Tokyo Munchies are on there. Go and have a listen. Um, Get Grim Podcast from Kayla Knight. That's a cool one, too. Folklore and mythology. All the scary stuff. Stories by yours and yours. Uh, Short stories stories about life and music and stuff. And this one's a scary one, Ghosts in the Valley. It's about poltergeists, ghosts, and demons. It's pretty cool. I like it. I like a little bit scary in life. Scary's good. Um, Nate's one, everyone has a story. I'm going to do an interview with Nate in the future sometime. I'm going to do like a cross interview. I'll have him on this podcast. I'll jump on his podcast and we'll, um, I'll tell my story on his podcast and have a chat to him about what's going on in his life. Um, the Simple Guys, they review movies and music. They seem like a pretty cool one. I haven't listened to them yet. Sorry guys, but I'll have a listen very soon. And my good friend Charles, nerd of a phone. Let's get notified. He's a, yeah, I like him. He's a funny lad. I use him as the intro to my podcast, and he uses my promo for his podcast too, so we're good mates. Um, this is a new one. True Crimes, Mysteries and Conspiracy Theories, The Missing Piece. A new one. I haven't heard this one yet, so I'm going to jump on there and have a listen to that later today too. And 
Join DJ Sam and Kia as they navigate their way through planning your wedding. So it's a it's a wedding podcast. Be engaged and inspired. So yeah, guys, if you want to find um, like a heap of good podcasts all together in one easy place, go to IndieBlastNetwork.com and have a listen to all the guys up there. Have a listen to all us guys up there. We've got some good stuff going on there. Anyway, we're going to continue into the podcast and we get into the beast, into the meat of the beast, into the heart of the dark, heart of the, not of the darkness, into the heart of the goodness. We're going to do, we're going to be talking some Japanese candy right off the bat. So, I've mentioned this before in past podcasts and I think it's a good time to bring, about, bring it up again. So, DIY candy kits, you guys are well aware of them. If you're listening to my podcast, you've probably checked out Tokyo Munchies on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, everywhere else. DIY candies. Oh, sorry, I just keep getting messages, but that's cool. Um, DIY candy kits are really, really good fun, guys. And there's so many different types. So there's like Kreishi makes really good kits, and then Heart makes some amazing kits too. And Meiji, they're a massive chocolate company here in Japan, or candy confectionery company. Meiji's been around since like 1916, and their goal has always been to like. Give you, give you something exciting to look for, to brighten up your life. And they have some amazing food. They have snacks and chocolates and sweets. And they also have DIY kits. I like the DIY kits. They're not as, not nothing negative here, but they're not as in-depth as the Kreishi or the Heart kits. But they're still really good fun to make. Like, let's have a look at a few of them here. Um, uh, let's go for uh, this one. So the Meiji DIY Takoyaki Gummy Candy Kit. So Takoyaki is like the <clears throat> octopus pancake balls. Now I know that sounds weird, like octopus balls, octopus pancake balls, but um, I'll stop saying balls. So this DIY kit is really easy and it's really simple to make. So just quickly rewind that back. Takoyaki is the octopus pancake balls. You'll normally find these at street festivals. They're um, one of my go-to snacks on the outside of the street festival. It's a little round ball and it's really cool how they make them. They have this barbecue plate with these little divots, these little circular divots, and they pour in the pancake batter, add a chunk of octopus, and pour in some more batter and some green onion, and they use little toothpick things to slowly turn the balls in the molds until they're totally cooked all the way around. And then they serve them up and you can buy them in little trays like three six nine twelve pieces in a little tray uh, when they serve them up they cover them in like a barbecue sauce and mayonnaise and i think some i think dried seaweed and they're so good man they are so so good to eat um one thing everybody does all the time non-stop me included you get your takoyaki from the vendor you know it's hot you know inside that takoyaki pancake ball, it's it's steaming hot. It's like bloody hell, bloody hell, mate. That's bloody hot. But you're still putting your mouth and eat it. Then you spend the next few minutes going hot, 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 And I think it's part of the fun actually, because you know it's hot and you still eat it and you still do the same thing every single time. Ah, oh, it's good value. So yeah, this one, this is the Meiji DIY takoyaki gummy candy set. So it's takoyaki. But it's gummy candy, and it's a little set you make. It's a DIY candy set. And it's very, very simple. All you do is get your little molded tray out. You pour your powder in the little tray. You pour some water in there. You get your little chopsticks thing, and you slowly mix it around until it's formed a little ball. And then you eat it. And it's 
that simple. And there's also the sauce that comes with it too and the toppings so you can decorate it. And it doesn't taste like octopus pancake balls. It tastes like candy with a pancake type of taste. But yeah, these ones are really fun to make. They're easy, they're fun to make, like kids love them. You can play with, you can, you can make these with kids of any age and enjoy it. And they're good value. So we haven't, we actually don't have them up in the store right now, but I'll be looking for them from my supplier pretty t anytime soon. And when we're able to ship again, I'll, um, I'll be pushing them across all our channels and make sure you jump on Tokyo Munchies on our new store on the free web store and yeah, get yourself a Meiji DIY Takoyaki Gummy Candy Set. Man, that's a mouthful. Anyway, the store is still up. As I've said multiple times this podcast, we can't ship, but it's still open. Um, we still have all the good stuff up there. The Munchie Packs, the Sakura Pack, the UFO Noodles, the Cup Noodles. Over the next couple of weeks, I'll be adding more and more stock been sort of a little bit um lazy about adding more stock because i can't ship and it's sort of like counterproductive because if i put stuff up on there to sell and then if i sell it to you good people around the world i can't send it to you so we'll keep going with that anyway i'm gonna go for another break and then we're gonna go talk about a new venture i'm gonna be involved in and a couple other things and we'll wrap this podcast up but thanks guys we'll go to a commercial break and we'll be back after this Hello dears, my, my, my husband used to always ask me, how is your taint so fresh and so sparkly and clean? Well the secret is I use Big Rig Meek Hot Wax daily, a daily application of it upon my taint makes it fresh as a daisy and it tastes lovely. All the boys down the road always compliment me on the freshness and the cleansiness of my taint. I'm, I'm a British grandmother, I'm 94 years old, and I'm not really sure what you Americans mean by taint, but I'm assuming it's the place between my a-hole and my prison wallet, as you so subtly put it. But yes, I'm a firm believer in the big rig mig hot wax, and I will use it every day. Regardless of how clean my taint is, it's never clean enough without a good thorough scrubbing and a solid application of Big Rig Mick Hot Wax. Thank you Big Rig Mick. I don't know who you are, I'm assuming you're a nice Mexican gentleman and kisses from Granny in London. I love you. I'll see you next time when I reorder. Thank you dears and enjoy a cup of tea and a special plate of spotted dick. Have a great afternoon. And yes, Big Rig Mig's Hot Wax, my good friend Dolores over there in the UK. That's an oldie but a goodie. I love that commercial. I love to hear her voice. She's nice. And it's pretty funny too. I'll do some um, new commercials in the future. <laughs> Get some fresh material for you guys. Anyway, as we move on, I want to talk about something new, something really cool and exciting I just got involved with. Um, this company in Japan, Events Hakuba. Com. Events Hakuba. So Hakuba is one of the famous uh, ski resorts, snow fields, like snowboarding places here in Japan. And uh, this company I've been in, I've been working with for a little while. Um, Events Hakuba. 
they obviously talk about all the events in Hakuba. And a lot of it's mainly focused on the snowboarding and skiing, which is awesome because Hakuba has like so many really, really good resorts packed into one small area. And it's only a couple of hours away from Tokyo, I think, by the via the bullet train. So like at Hakuba, you got Cortina, Goya, Hapoan, um, Sugaike. There's so many awesome resorts there. So Events Hakuba covers all of that stuff that happens during the ski season here in Japan. On their website, like you can go on there and they have the rental section where you can find out where you can get the rental gear you need. Um, you can book it through them. They help you find your rental gear. You can get your tickets through them. You can buy your lift tickets through Events Hakuba. They have all the activities listed up there. So skiing, snowboarding, you can go on snow monkey tours. Um, there's cultural activities and a lot more. There's one really cool activity I wanted to do while I was there. It's um snowmobile trip on a snowmobile to the snow monkeys. And that just seemed really, really cool. So you get on a snowmobile, you go, I think uh, I think it's about an hour's trip. I'm still getting messages, sorry guys. And riding the snowmobile through the snow, which is rad. And then you get to the snow monkeys onsen, the hot springs. And you have all the snow monkeys sitting in there, chilling out having a bit of a scratch and just not doing anything but it's just really cool because you've got monkeys in a hot in a spa <clears throat> just chilling out and also on the website guys is lodging so they help you find hotels which are good for you like you can they have western style hotels traditional japanese style hotels or budget hotels and it's it's really cool man i stay in both when i go to hakuba for snowboarding I'll stay either in a Western-style hotel or I'll go for a traditional Japanese-style hotel. Japanese-style hotels are one of the things you've got to experience if you ever come to Japan, especially in the ski season. It's It just looks like a normal building from the outside, most of them do. Some of them have a traditional Japanese look. But when you go inside, there's these beautiful ladies in kimonos that greet you at the door, take your shoes off, and it's all tatami mats and you, you book in and um, they take you to your room and there's these really beautiful Japanese rooms with the sliding like doors and the tatami mats and you have a, they have a little side room sometimes like a little sunroom with a chair in there and a little table and they always have green tea and in the cupboard there's all your futons or your fold out mattresses and they have a onsen like a hot spa in the hotel as well so you book in, you put your stuff in the room. Um, if it's early or late, I don't know what time it is, you either go snowboarding or skiing, or you can just relax, have dinner. Most of the time they provide you, that dinner's including the price. Have dinner, and then go jump in the onsen and just chill out in the onsen for a couple of hours and just not do anything. And then just relax and then go out the next day and smash it hard. So obviously the winter season here is finished in Japan, so on the events Hakuba page, the up and coming events, this one looks really really cool man. They've got the BMW Motorrad Days Japan 2020. And this is going to be happening by the looks of it on September the 5th of this year, which is going to be cool stuff man. From 10am to 1pm, so the BMW Motorrad Days. Um, yeah, so you know BMW, they make motorbikes and cars, so they have the Motorrad Day here in Japan at Hakuba, in Hakuba Village, and it's just like an event for all the motorad BMW enthusiasts like to get to get together and like have a good day riding bikes. 
So the like the main events, like your on-road, off-road test rides, so you can test ride a bike. They have a hill climb contest, drag race demonstrations, um, the F-Series Gymkhana, the Hakuba Village Safety Rider Parade, which would be interesting. Um, this one's a weird one, I don't understand this one. 1,400 people scale barbecue party. So I'm assuming that's 1,400 people having a massive barbecue party. Um, I'm gonna really try to get to this because it looks rad. It looks really, really fun. So the reason why I'm talking about Events at Cuba is I'm affiliated now with Events at Cuba. Hakuba, and I'm selling, I'm gonna be helping promote them and selling their products across our social networking sites on Tokyo Munchies, on Snowboarding Japan, and on Skateboarding Japan, and also on my personal Facebook pages. So I'll be working in conjunction with Events Hakuba to supply you good people around the world with all their cool stuff. They've got hoodies and beanies and hats and iPhone covers and prints and just really cool stuff. So in the description on this podcast, you'll see a link. Click on that link, go to Events Hakuba's store and get yourself some Japanese Hakuba proddy. Get yourself a hat, a hoodie, get some good stuff up there. Um, that's one of the main, uh, one of the things, exciting things which is happening now <clears throat> in the world of Tokyo Munchies and um, life in general in Japan. Um, I'm going to wrap this podcast up because there's a couple more things to talk about and then that's about it. It's not a really long one today. Um, the Munch, uh, sorry, Tensaka Sports, the sportswear company from Japan. We're still going, guys. We're made in the USA, designed, born, and bred in Japan, but our products are made in the USA. So if you want to support an uh, up-and-coming sports clothing line from yours truly, jump on Tensaka Sports and buy yourself like a really nice sports tech shirt for out- outdoors activities. It's great for tennis, golf, soccer, and it's really comfortable, man. It feels like wearing silk and it moisture wicks and it's just really good quality too. We've got hats, we've got tennis balls, golf balls, we've got women's clothing, we've got Nike backpacks, we've got Adidas gear, we've got everything on Tensucker Sports. So go check out Tensucker Sports. And last but not least, the Munch Magazine. I'm not sure if you got to see the first edition, volume one of the Munch magazine, but um, that's my another one of my little side projects. The Munch magazine <laughs> is all about stuff happening in Japan. We have um, we obviously talk about Japanese candy in the Munch magazine. Um, we talk about quarantine cooking with John. John's my friend down in Yokotsuka. He's a nice guy. He he's a pretty good cook. He makes some random stuff sometimes, but we cover that in the Munch magazine. We have the anime amateur anime page where you guys are welcome to send me at Tokyo Munchies, sorry, Tokyo Munchies at gmail.com. Send me your amateur anime and we'll put it in the magazine. We'll publish it and we'll give you a shout out in the magazine and a shout out on the podcast too. And we do lots of weird stuff in the magazine. There's a scratch and sniff page. There's advertising space. So if you want to advertise, hit me up. And um, we're doing free advertising for you guys out there just to give back. So if you want to advertise in the Munch magazine, hit me up. If you want to advertise on the Tokyo Munchies podcast, hit me up. I'm more than happy to share the love of all you people around the world. So the Munch magazine volume two, I'm going to be releasing that very shortly. It's going to be jam-packed with new content because when I released Volume 1, it was only a 10-page mag and a lot of people said to me, I want more. It's not enough. Give me more. So the Munch Magazine Volume 2 will be a 20-page spread with some new content 
some random stuff, and just some, something entertaining to keep you entertained during the lockdown. With that being said, um, I have nothing else to cover today on the Tokyo Munchies podcast, so we're going to sign off. This is Kyle from Tokyo Munchies, and as always, if you've got the munchies, we've got the munchies, tokyomunchies.com. Come get some. Yeah.